This is the FBCG Live Podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. Today's message is titled, A Season of Transitions, Relationships, Part 1. Relationships are key to our transition. The way we treat each other can help or hinder our transitions. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. Let me see how many of you were here for the 11.30 service last night. Let me see your hands. Friday, 10.30, I'm sorry, whatever time it was. And you came back this morning. Give yourselves a hand. I'm proud of you. How many of you were at the 12 noon service yesterday? Okay, I'm proud of you. Amen. Give you half a hand, half a hand. Let me see how many of you didn't make it to any of the services yesterday. Heathens, sinners. I'm glad that you're here today, though. Amen. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Father, we thank you for the privilege that you extend to us to see a brand new year. So many, Father, we affirm that didn't make it through 2022, but you spared our lives. And we do not take it for granted. Thank you for giving us a new year to see. We want to make the best of it, Father. And we want to be in the center of your will and do the things you called us to do. I pray, Father, that you anoint us to share this word today. Let it have impact. Let it uh, facilitate your will and your desires for your name to get all the glory and all of the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Amen. All right, so I have to kind of rehearse a little bit from last night or yesterday. Uh, And our theme, our message is this is a season of transitions is what um, I'm going to be talking about over the next several, I'm not sure how many weeks, but several messages talk about the fact that God is calling us and making us aware that this is our time and a season for transitioning. The word transitioning means to bring about a change. God's going to move you from one spot to another, from one dimension to another, from one place to another. God is, amen. Thank all 20 of y'all who got that message. God spoke ever so clearly to me that this is that that this is what that season in time is. It is a season in time of transition. God's desire, God's will, is to move you from where you are. For many of you, uh, you know, you've been looking for God to do something, and it just seemed like it wasn't going to come. But God told me to tell you, He's about to open the door. Here's what's about to happen. God is about to open a door of opportunity. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a door of opportunity. And when the door is open, God wants us to be ready, prepared. And yesterday's message was a challenge to you to be ready. And being ready means getting prepared. 
In Joshua chapter 1, verses 10 and 11, let me read these two verses to you very quickly. It says this, then Joshua, verse 10, commanded the officers of the people, saying, pass through the camp and command the people, saying, prepare provisions for yourself, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God has given you to possess. God spoke to Joshua, said, tell your leaders to go to the people, tell the peoples that it's time for them to prepare provisions for themselves, and within three days, they're going to cross the Jordan. I talked yesterday about the Jordan being uh, a, uh, a place of transition. Jordan is, when they, when they left the wilderness and made it to going to the promised land, when they crossed the Jordan, the Jordan represented that they were moving out of the wilderness, out of the uncertainty, out of unsuredness, out of wandering around, going around and around in circles, and not ever, ever seeming to be able to get the victory. When they crossed the Jordan, they were entering into the promised land. And I said to you yesterday, for some of you, 2022 and many years before was for you, and the season of your life was your wilderness experience. But now God is bringing you to the cups of a new thing and a new opportunity and new promises for you that 2023 for many of you is going to represent and going to mean and going to be a place of God transitioning you into new opportunity. And yesterday I felt the challenge to tell you to, that God wants you to be prepared. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready. I don't know what God told you to do, but I know he told you to do something. I know he told you to do something all the way back to February of last year. February of last year, I gave the same message about transition. And God said, they didn't do it. Talking about y'all, he said, they didn't do it. Some of you did, and I've heard some testimonies, and look like every day somebody comes up and tells me something tremendous. I told, told you last night, a, a person um, came to me after the 12 noon service and said, Pastor, do you know uh, what the largest amount of money is you can put, give to the church online? I said, no, I don't. He said, it's $10,000. He said, because I tried to put in 40000 it wouldn't take it. I said, we're going to get that fixed right away. And I'm telling you, God is opening up doors. I'm trying to tell y'all, one, one of our members gave $200,000 yesterday to this church. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I'm next. Tell, tell your neighbor, go ahead, act like it's you, Dad. I like you gonna be there. Woo, I'm telling you, I'm trying to prepare you. God wants to prepare you, it's happening. Another lady came to me this morning and said, Pastor, I've been renting a house for 20 years, but God has opened up the door for me to buy the house that I've been renting for 20 years. All I'm trying to tell you is God's trying to get you ready and God's trying to prepare you. It's a transition time. It is a moment and a time and a season of transition. And my first point to you yesterday, I, these gonna, I'm gonna try to make these points simple. Just gonna take my time and just give you a point today. The point yesterday was what? What was the point? Y'all tell the world, prepare, prepare. Say it, say it again, prepare. Get ready. Do what it is God said to you to do. 
Take the class. Get in the ministry. Do whatever it is God told you to do to get prepared. Because that's what God told Joshua. Tell the people to prepare themselves. Get ready and prepare, he said to them. Prepare provisions for yourselves. Get ready. That was the point yesterday. Prepare. Get in a posture to get ready for transition. It's going to happen. This is the season and time. So now today, this is a narrative message. This is not, not going to be one of those uh, a point scripture, point scripture. I got a whole bunch of scriptures I want to tell you and a whole lot of things I want to say. So I just need you to flow with me. Can y'all, can y'all flow, follow with a brother? Today it boils down to one word. It is a very important word. It is a word that is so significant that most of us ignore it and don't care about it. It is one word thing that if you get this straight in your life, it will make all the difference in the world for your life. Y'all got quiet. Pastor, can you just go ahead and tell us what the word is? No, I got to create curiosity so that y'all will... I want you hitting on your seat saying, what is that word? I'm going to tell you what the word is. Relationships. The claps went down. I should have I drug it out a little bit longer before I told you. It's relationships. That's, that's what the word is. And, and the way we have treated each other. is a hindrance to God transitioning you. You know what I know about God? He ain't going to take you nowhere where you're going to be nasty to other people. I need y'all to get that. I need you to understand that. And that's this passage in Romans. Let me read it to you real quickly. Uh, Romans 12. Let me read this real quick uh, to you. Romans chapter 12, uh, Minister Shell read it so wonderfully today. Verse 14, bless those who persecute you and bless and do not curse. I'm just walking through here for just a second. Bless those who persecute you. See, see your human reaction to how people treat you is that if they treat you bad, you treat them bad. If they talk about you, you talk about them. But God is saying, I'm calling you to a higher level and a higher place. He said, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Stick a pen right there. I'm not coming back to it, but just stick a pen there. Read it later. Learn to associate with humble people. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Let me read that again. Repay no one evil for evil. Let me say it one more time. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Verse 18. Highlight this. If this is not highlighted in your Bible, highlight it. Y'all know, you do know you can write in your Bibles. If you have an electronic one, figure out how to highlight this verse right here. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, 
live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. I love that verse right there. God said, don't you try to repay nobody, let me repay them. See, when you, when you try to repay somebody for who, who treated you wrong or treated you bad, when you try to repay them, God says, oh, I see you got this. And your repayment ain't going to do nothing. But when God repaid that choke, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Ooh. Boy, that's profound. I, I just need y'all to get it right there. That's, and you know, the thing that's interesting about this to me is about this whole section. I'm going to come back to this. Well, I'm, I'm going back to Joshua in a moment. The thing that's interesting to me is we think we have to feel something for us to do something. In other words, if your heart ain't in it, you feel like you, you can't do it because I don't feel it. It ain't in my heart. Eh. No, 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 no. That's, that's your behavior, even if I don't feel to do the right thing. See, at some point, you got to learn to move beyond acting on how you feel. You, you never make choices and decisions based on your emotions or how you feel. Your emotions change. Your feelings change. Yeah. Uh, amen. If I acted the way I felt, I wouldn't have no kids. Because I would have killed every last one of them jokers. Do I have anybody who identify with me here? I would have taken them out. When my oldest daughter, Sarah, got 16 years of age and got her driver's license, and I said, take your little brother to football practice, and she said to me, why can't you take him? But she's still here. I didn't act on how I felt. Because I would have taken her out. Capital O-U-T in Jesus' name. You don't, act, you don't make decisions based on how you feel. You do the right thing. Some of y'all are waiting until you feel something before you do it. And the scripture's giving us clear. And I'm telling you today, relationships are the key. Every significant advancement in my life, every significant opportunity, every ministry opportunity has, been, has come to my life by virtue of relationships. Some people that I knew, met, connected with, everything. If your ministry ain't going nowhere, it means you ain't got no, no, no impacting relationships. Ooh. 
Now, let's go back to Joshua for a moment. I want to show you something, and I'll be finished. I might go a little bit over. Matter of fact, I don't have to be finished by 10. We don't have next service till 11.30. I can go past 10. Woo! Happy New Year to me. Now, go to Joshua chapter 2. Now, here the children of Israel have about to cross over the Jordan. And God has raised up Joshua to take the mantle of leadership. Moses has passed off the scene. And now they're about to cross over into the promised land. And when we get to chapter 2, just follow me. Can y'all just hang with me for just a few moments here today? Now, I want to say this again. Every significant opportunity in my life was birthed out of relationships. I cannot tell y'all. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, put that in all caps. Every significant opportunity in my life was birthed from relationships. And that's, that's the main point right there. And here's, here's, here's another point I want to make to you today. If I was going to put a number to it, this would be number one. Sometime your significant relationship and opportunity is going to come through a person from an unexpected, unlikely source. Yeah. It's going to come from somebody you didn't expect it to come from. It's going to come through the means of something that you didn't anticipate. Some, uh, some unexpected situation. Um, and, and look at chapter 2. Y'all with me in Joshua chapter 2? Let me wait for the rest of y'all to come. Come and get there. Now here's what verse 1 says. Listen to this. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. That went over y'all's heads. Let me give it to you. Let me, let me rewind and give it back to you. Here they are about to begin to take over territory. This is the early stages of his conquering land. And he sends out two spies. And the first place they go is a place called Jericho. They go to this, place, this city called Jericho, and when they go in, they end up staying at the house of a hoe. Y'all don't like that word? A whore. A hooker. A prostitute. A hoochie mama. A lady of the evening. An escort. Call her what you want, but she was a hoe. <laughs> and they, they stayed at her house. Her house was built in the wall. Jericho was surrounded by this big wall. And her apartment, her domicile, where she stayed, was built within the confines of that wall. And they stayed there. She opened up the door of opportunity and she, they lodged there. Now, this is a significant thing because uh, these spies, without her assistance, without her help, would have been killed. As a matter of fact, look at verse 2. 
Just, just hang with me here. Just verse 2. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Then the woman took the two men and hid them. She, she did something she hid these spies in her condo. <laughs> she hid them in there, and she, by doing that, she, she spared their lives because the king knew that they were from Israel. They, these, were children, these were the spies from the children of Israel, and he knew that the children of Israel was conquering land and going to take over territory and defeating cities and taking over territory. And he, he knew they were coming for his camp, his city. And so he was going to take them out and kill them. But she protected them. She spared their lives. Uh, the woman took the two men and hid them. So she said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And it happened, verse 5, at the, as the gate was being shut when it was dark that the men went out. Where the men went, I do not know. Pursue them quickly, for you may overtake them. Listen to what she said. She told the she told the popo. She told the feds. She told the police. She told the soldiers. I'm trying to tell y'all. She said, they came here, but I don't know where they were from, but they're gone. But they were still in her camp. Are y'all still with me? Have I lost you? But they were still in, they were still in the camp. And, and she hid them. And, 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 and verse 6 says, But she had brought them up to the roof and hidden them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order on the roof. She had stalks of flax laid up and hid these two men under the flax, under this, this, this stuff, that she had laid in order on the roof. And when the soldiers came looking, uh, she said, oh, they, they left. But if you hurry up and go that way, you can catch up with them. She was, she was doing something very significant. She was protecting them. She, she, was, she saved their lives. She was an unlikely source. What am I trying to tell you? Sometimes God is going to bring an opportunity for something in your life through an unlikely source. Now, I want y'all to get this because I, I have preached this before, but y'all dismissed it. You didn't get it. And so you treated people badly and poorly. You didn't treat them the way they should have been treated. And the Lord wants you to recognize that he's going to give you another chance. Look at, your, look at the person behind you and say he's going to give you another chance. You. And you. And you. You treated people poorly. You disregarded. You wrote them off. You didn't, you didn't know that they were somebody meaningful to you. You, you, you. you treated them wrongly. And so now you missed out on your opportunity. Now, jot that down. And not, not only did this unlikely source spare their lives, look at verse 16. 
So after she done sent the soldiers away, in verse 16, she said to these two spies, get to the mountain lest the pursuers meet you. Hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Afterward, you may go your way. Y'all see that verse 16? She's giving them strategies. There are going to be some people that's going to come in your life that's going to give you some strategies for what you need to do. She had information. She knew what the soldier's protocol was. She knew what steps they were going to take. She knew what their order of the day was of how they were going to react and what they were going to do and where they were going to go. And she said to the spies, here's what you do. Go to the mountain, hang out there for three days and do such and such. And after a while, go your way. She was giving them strategies to escape. And some people that's going to be an unexpected source in your life is going to give you some strategies to help you go to the place that God is telling you to go. Now, having said that, she lowered them out the window of her camp. And by, by the way, this is another thing she did. I, I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about this. But she negotiated a plan for her, victor, for her and her family to be delivered once Israel came back to conquer the land, she negotiated a deal. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying to you today. This, this, this principle goes both ways. There's going to be benefit both to the spies and to her. She negotiated a deal and she said, look, when y'all come back, can you remember me and my mom and them? That's what she said. Can you remember my family? And, and they said to her, lower a scarlet thread out of your window. And when we come back, we're going to spare your life. Are y'all with me? Are y'all following what I'm saying to you today? I'm, I, I, I'm trying to get you. So now, having said that, so she, she, she gave them strategy. She gave them direction and strategy. That's what you need. You need somebody that can give you some strategy. Stop depending and leaning on your own thoughts. That's why I, that's one of the reasons I wanted to read Romans 12 to y'all, because it says stop depending on your own stupidity. Yeah. Um, do not be wise in your own opinion, verse 16 says. Don't be wise of Romans 12, 16. Don't be wise in your own opinions. Let God bring some insight to you and some answers, some, some victory to you. And, and, and that's what I'm trying to teach you and tell you today. I know this is not the normal Sunday morning service, but I'm trying to get you going and started in 2023, recognizing what God's going to bring in the path. You missed it before. You let it go past. You treated some folk wrong that you shouldn't have treated the way you treated. And God told me to come back and tell you again. You know, sometimes you got to tell people something four and five times before they get it. So, that, so that's number one. Here's number two. Uh, uh, you got to seek to repair damaged relationships. Some of y'all got damaged relationships, people you ain't speaking to, people who ain't speaking to you. Seek to repair damaged relationships and I want to encourage you to seek to develop undeveloped relationships. There's some people that God has brought into your life that you just have never taken the time to have a meal with them. You've never taken the time to meet with them. You've never taken the time. And they might be the person that holds the key to your future. Do y'all notice how the claps are getting lower and lower? It's okay. 
I, I will know that I have given you what it is the Lord told me to give you. Somebody say, seek to develop damaged relationships. Let me tell you something. Your family is the training ground for preparing you to develop relationships. Preaching and teaching up in here today. When you can't get along with your own family members, that's why you can't get along with nobody in the church. That's why you can't get along with nobody on your job because your family was the training ground and you thought the family revolved all around you and everything was about you and everything was about what you wanted and you think everybody ought to bow down to you and answer to you and respond to you and do for you. Life ain't about you. Can you handle the truth? You ain't listening to no, you don't listen to your parents. They be trying to give you instructions, but you so, you so arrogant. You grown, yeah, that's the word, grown. Who said that, who was that? Thank you, help me. Yeah, they think they grown. You ain't grown yet. You not grown until you pay for yourself. Yeah, give, give, me some, give me some help right there. Give me a piano and a drum. I said you're not grown until you can take care of yourself. There's tension in the room. Family, family is the training ground to prepare you for dealing with people outside of your family. Some of y'all need to go back to your family members and apologize. I could cut the tension in here with a knife. You need, you need to go back to your parents and apologize for being a hard head person. Yeah, you need to go back. Some, some of y'all, okay, you done moved out and you're grown, but the way you treated your parents while you was growing up was horrific. It was terrible. Yeah. All right, somebody put some money up here. Look at God. I know I'm preaching and teaching. You know, if I, if I was talking about prosperity and victory, y'all be running up here, putting the money and dropping, planting a seed. You got to get your family together. Family. How many marriages do you have to go to before it recognizes that you the problem? (laughs) 
What did I say? What did I say? Yeah, how many marriages you got to go through before you recognize that you are the common thread in all of these issues? Y'all shouldn't have, y'all shouldn't have came to church today. I should have stayed in the bed last this morning. I shouldn't have gotten up. Family is the training ground. Y'all, y'all hear what I'm saying to you today? Let me hurry up. Let me call. Here's my final point. What's the point? What's the main point I'm making? What is the overall thing here? Relationships. Let me close with this. Be careful how you treat strangers. Be careful how you treat people. They may be the key to your destiny. These spies and this harlot, the Bible doesn't give us her name. We don't know her name. But they treated each other cordially, nicely, kindly. They treated each other properly. And, and both of their destinies, Israel's, the whole nation's destiny, for Israel was tied to how this hoe, a whore, harlot, <laughs> treated these two spies. The whole destiny of them taking over and conquering Jericho was dependent upon how she treated them. Her family's destiny was key. You got to be careful how you treat people. One day I went to a conference and when the conference was over that day, the preacher preached. I had never heard of him before. But I had the opportunity to be invited to dinner with a whole bunch of pastors and preachers and I had the privileges, the opportunity I should say to sit right across from the guy who preached for that day. This long table of all these preachers, preachers and people, and you know, I'm sitting there saying, "Oh, I know that guy down there. He's he's world famous. Here's that guy. Man, I wish I was sitting down there with them, and I wish I was in. But that's fine. I'm just gonna sit down. I'm talking to the guy in front of me. He passes a little small church, and I'm I'm weighing him out. I'm saying, you know, my church is bigger than his church. I ain't saying nothing. I just that's what I thought. I was talking to him and his wife, but I treated him kindly. I treated him respectfully. And I didn't know at the moment that T.D. Jakes was going to become who he became. And I, and I didn't know at that time the role he would play in my own life. You better be careful of how you treat strangers. All I'm trying to tell you today and get you to understand is to be careful with relationships. Your destiny is tied. Some of you need to go and make it right with people that you've, you've damaged. And as much as lies within you, Romans 12, live peaceably 
let it be said that you did your part. They, they might not want it, but you at least did your part. You took your steps. And some of you can start by getting your family right. Getting right with your family. Getting right with your family. I'm just waiting for y'all all to say amen. Getting right with your family. Oh God, these people, these people, these people. Get right with your own family. Apologize to your spouse. Make it right at home. Amen? I'm done. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. God will not take you anywhere to allow you to be nasty and hateful to others. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.